Welcome to the Association Hub podcast, a bite-sized series of weekly inspiration designed to keep curious association professionals inspired. Our topics will cover everything from membership growth to online communities, technology and sponsorship and beyond that. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Association Hub podcast. I'm Angela Shelton and today I'm here with my fantastic co-host Alina Lima. Alina, are you as excited about today's topic as I am? Are you seriously asking me if I'm excited about the topic of AI? To be honest, <laughs> I'm absolutely obsessed. But today we're looking into this topic with different perspective and angle, partnerships and sponsorships. And I will be honest with you, I used AI mostly for content creation, revenue prediction, or for my personal tasks. And I can't wait to hear how you can actually use AI for the purpose of finding new partners and sponsors. I know, it's a really exciting angle. But our guest today is Julian Moore, who is not just Australia's lead sponsorship and partnership manager. He has most recently taken up the title as an AI enthusiast who has been sharing his daily updates on the Answers online community. And I literally mean every day I get an update from Julian. I'm learning so much right now. But before we bring in Julian, let's delve into AI a little bit more. I mean, Alina, given your background in digital transformation, What's your take on how is AI currently shaping the landscape for association professionals? Look, AI is shaping the landscape not only for associations, obviously, but for every single person and every single business on a planet. And it's sometimes a bit scary, to be honest, but certainly because associations' core activities are events, content creation, communities, communication, I believe they are one of the first who can embrace and benefit from the, the new tools. Additionally, it's association role to inform their members about all the new trends and developments in their industries and all the new trends. So of course they need to be informed and up to date and facilitate discussions within their communities. You just can't afford to ignore the topic of AI anymore. But as I said, I can't wait to hear how to use AI for partnerships. I'm truly intrigued. <laughs> you and me both. And look, and I know AI is transforming everything right now. And the conversation we're going to have today is going to be based around how engaging with your sponsors and partners has really taken another step. But it's not just about automation. It's about enhancing human capabilities to make more strategic decisions and with ease and efficiency. So look, as you said, Julian is one of those who's successfully merging AI with partnerships and sponsorships and business in general. So I can't wait to hear. Let's dive in. Now, I do need to let our listeners know that this episode is a little bit longer than normal, but I promise you it is jam-packed with so many amazing insights. So just hang in there with me. It's hard to keep Julian on time, isn't it? But not that I want to add any extra time to this episode, but I do ask our listeners to share this podcast with their teams and networks. A post on social media or simply mentioning a podcast during your team meeting will make a huge difference for us. And if you do have a story to share, please don't be shy and reach out to us at the associationhubpodcast.com.au. And for now, let's welcome Julian. Julian, welcome to the show. I have to say, I've really been looking forward to having this conversation. Now, shall I introduce you or would you like to? Oh my word. I mean, I could do the introduction, but I'm just not going to. I think it would be much more fun to hear you do an introduction for me. All right, here we go. In that case, listeners, please let me officially introduce you to Julia Moore. That's it. That's the introduction you get. 
Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, in all seriousness, I feel quite comfortable saying that most people listening to this know who you are, but we will just give them a quick update for those, you know, two or three that haven't yet come across you. So Julian is Australia's leading sponsorship and partnership manager and beyond the unabashed AI geek. In fact, many of you have probably seen his daily AI updates coming out through the Answers community. I've been secretly saving them, just trying to work my way through them. I'm aiming to achieve one AI investigation per week, but you're giving me five and I'm going into overload right now, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have to be honest, the other day, I forgot one of the names of the AI. So I nipped back into the answers group and uh, scrolled back to find the update. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> you need an AI bot to help you with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Could anyone suggest one? <laughs> I know a guy. So, look, I feel like today is going to be a really good opportunity for us to talk through some of the latest insights around how AI is transforming partnerships, which is naturally where you come from. But I also think it'd be really good to talk about how it's impacting other areas of business. So why don't you give us a little bit of an update? Yeah, from my opinion, or I guess from what I've experienced, we're at the start line. We're basically all equal. We are absolutely at the very beginning of AI. And we're all at the start line together. No one's more advanced than others. You hear so many people trying to sell the top 100 prompts or you're trying to do these, what utter nonsense. Honestly, it's, I literally phoned up the board of OpenAI and said, look, it's impacting my association, it's impacting my business, it's impacting my role, it's impacting Australia. And how do I prompt better? How do I, and their answer was simple. It was, you don't, it's natural language you should just be able to talk to it and get what you want. If you have to have special magical prompt codes, then we've not done it right. This isn't magic the gathering, this is natural language. So I'm finding now, once OpenAI launched their chat GPT-4, that really was the big reset. That was the change and catalyst for everything. And now we've got 3,000 AI tools built on the back of GPT-4. Wow. So if you want to make phone calls, if you want to write presentations, if you want to make videos, even Steven Spielberg is helping one of the AI video creators. <laughs> it is nuts out there right now. But some of them help you with productivity, some help with creativity, some help with analysis. Every last one of them, when you put a prompt in and you question it, make its best guess at what you want. Realistically, just accept it's going to take eight more questions and forwards and backwards for it to get it where you want it. As the start lines go, it's a bloody exciting one. It is truly nuts. I can have my emails answered for me by mail, but I can present to anywhere in the world in any language, looking like any avatar. I can interpret any content. I can analyze any document and I can generate any content. 
That's amazing. You know, you were actually going to use some generative AI for me today and you were meant to come on as my teenage love lust of Brad Pitt. And <laughs> I mean, our listeners can't see this. They can only hear us, but I was a little bit disappointed. Like you are my AI guru. I was waiting for something quite edgy and exciting. I was going to do that, but then I thought, well, we might have to change the uh, topic of the interview to who can date Brad? (laughs) (laughs) Angela falls head over heels. (laughs) Listen to it here. I don't think our association professionals will get much out of that sort of a conversation. (laughs) I don't know. I'd have listened to it. It'd be some good fun. I love it. Well, we're talking about how AI is changing the landscape But right now, so much conversation, Uh, I follow so many different groups because I come from the perspective of a slow learner. I like to try things and go, oh, can I use it? And I sort of, you know, park it for a little bit and come back to it. But what I'm loving is how people starting to do that. But for all those that don't, like our professionals who don't have enough time in the day to be able to learn how to use these tips and so much conversation around it, how do we get them to have access to more of those practical implementations? So if you don't have time, AI is the thing that will give you your time back. Step one, create an account on OpenAI Chat GPT. All the other tools are wonderful. And there are many different language and models out there, but bear with me. Just stick to ChatGPT. It's the center of the AI universe currently. Once you've got your account, take an email, paste, copy the email, paste it in and say, respond to this for me. Or if you've already written the email, copy it in and say, make this better. That will be enough to change your world when you realize that It can respond better than you can, makes you sound more intelligent than you are, (laughs) and you can simply go, oh, make it 30% more funny. (laughs) We're using percentages now. I didn't realize you could do that. Uh, My favorite thing is to take the content you're creating, whether it's an email, a script, a presentation, whatever you're creating. Once you've got it, sort of where you want it and you've just gone make it 30% more funny, expand this, make this longer. I'm giving the presentation for 10 minutes and I speak at a normal speech rate for Australians. So write it so it lasts 10 minutes. It can do all these things, but 30% more funny is often a great one. The expand the particular points is a good one, but my favorite by far is simply improve this. Yeah. I use make this better, which is the same. Same thing, yeah. yeah. So what you're saying for our busy, time-poor professionals is to just start with ChatGPT. So we talk yeah. about the free version and the paid version. I mean, naturally, we love the paid version. No, no, it's just there is no option. There is no turning back. If I said to you, I will give you an Ivy League educated ducks of the uni with 155 IQ, they'll sit to your side and do any of your bidding and it's gonna cost you $20 a month. It's pennies, it's costing you bloody pennies. And 
you haven't got to pay them a salary. They don't go on holiday. They don't. Yeah, there's no superannuation fee here. It's 20 bucks. Suck it up. Pay your 20 bucks and thank me later. It is just incredibly powerful. So ridiculously powerful. And everything is running off the back of this. So there are tools. There's one called Mail Butler. The Butler for Mail. And you go onto Mail Butler and it appears in your Outlook or in your Gmail. And then literally the little Mail Butler sign appears. And now if I'm away from my desk, I hit the Mail Butler sign and it starts responding to my emails for me in my voice because it's read any previous emails we've had correspondence with. If it doesn't know what to do, it will send a holding email that says, I'm just letting you know, I've read your email. I'll come back to you within a short period of time. I just wanted to let you know I've seen it. So it does holding emails. And if I've got a client and or past clients or anyone said, I've got to be careful what I say. If I've got someone who sends me that email, you know the people. You, they send you eight pages of text to simply say, are you available at Wednesday at two o'clock? Well, it's got summarize. You can just summarize. Someone sent me a PDF today that had 40 pages in it. I just hit summarize. Wow. I didn't need it. Talk about time saving. The key to AI is it will make you a hundred times more productive than you currently are. And it should make your life just that much easier. Wow. Well, I mean, look, I've already been playing with so much and learning from you, but I think the takeaway there is just start with ChatVT, just start by doing one thing, just find the parameters that work for you and make the most of that. Yeah. If your day's taken up writing board papers, I can write your board paper in five minutes. Go and take the day off. <laughs> if your day's taken up writing legal letters, yeah, I can do that in five minutes. In half an hour, I can create a new website, an iPhone app, and have it published in the iPhone store. I can rewrite your board papers, rewrite your website, and call 10,000 people. Wow, you sound very productive, Julie. <laughs> I tell you, and in the afternoon, I sit back down and watch YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> on, how, on how the next app works. I love it. On, on what else I should be doing. <laughs> so... Now that we have an idea about how accessible AI is and multi-purpose, talk to me about AI in the context of partnerships and sponsorships and where do you see this evolving over the next year? Well, really great practice in partnerships used to be identify what you have, what you offer, identify your value to who you would like to offer it to and identify who you want to send it to. And then tailor your proposal around what's in it for them. Create the proposal, then send it with a covering email written to them about them, what's in it for them introducing you, and then meet on in person. But today, we now have apps like Clue and GPT, and particularly in the beta section, the custom instructions and code interpreter. So now, I can simply go into GPT-4 and go, my name's Angela from Answers for Associations. Tell me who my nearest competitors are. Tell me who they're partnering with. 
Tell me what the partners are getting for their partnerships. Now, tell me who I should approach, what I should offer them that the others aren't offering, and write a compelling, engaging approach to those people. So, right, that's done. Now, tell me who the people are, give me their contact details, and let's make this happen. Right, so now it's all printed, mail merged, sent off, and it's requesting an appointment, telling them why they should partner with us, how it aligns with their annual reports, how it will make them more successful, what it will do for my members and make them more successful. It's a co-developed shared initiative that we can come together and discuss at a Zoom meeting. So now it writes to that person about their requirements in their tone of voice with their needs addressed to their latest annual reports. I can now segment and dissect through to a single person and I can talk about their values and our values that meet and I can talk about it in the language they use. And I can do that in any language in the world. So if I now want to do it to a Japanese organization, I speak perfect Japanese. That's incredible. And just to think once upon a time, we all did this using the yellow and white pages. <laughs> I used to get a real kick from Googling and finding someone's email address. <laughs> And now, of course, I just go to Lusher and type in their company and choose from the list of people that work. Yeah. Where's the excitement? We need some excitement built back into yes. our days. We'll all be sitting around watching YouTube in the afternoon. <laughs> That's a good thing. Little viewing party. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I'm going to ask you a tricky question. Is there a success story of another association that you could share that AI has made a huge significance? Different one, but Monday, I was with one of my current clients and we traditionally have struggled to get a meeting simply because they are a niche medical condition that almost no one understands. And it doesn't affect huge numbers and they represent a cohort of public not the medical professionals so we've been struggling really to get the buy-in we needed and when i say buy-in at a significant value we switched to ai last thursday i met with them on monday the responses we have are not just from people like accenture Microsoft A2 Milk, but they're from the managing directors of them. And the managing directors have sent through the Zoom meeting appointments to discuss this because of the shared value aspect and the creative nature of the partnership. That's amazing. AI is 400% more likely to get you a meeting mm. than any human created content. It's lit. It, already been measured, already been researched. Mackenzie Nielsen or the research company in America yeah. did all the testing and they were 300% more likely to get investment. It's 400% more likely to get the meeting. It just produces better, more compelling content. That's amazing. I mean, look, I was going to ask you, what is your main takeaway for our listeners today? Oh my words. The main takeaway is get good at it. 
and get good at it quickly. And that sounds like there's a lot of work. It's a week. To be an expert at ChatGPT4 in its code interpreter, in its custom instructions, in its use and all its facets, have it write your board papers and give you a downloadable PDF that you can include in the form you want, segment your membership, write a membership value for each segment, have it ring your members and talk to them for 40 minutes, create a video, put it on the YouTube, inviting people to your conference dedicated to Angela, dedicated to Deborah, Bruce, you know, individually created videos tailored to the user experience. Yeah, it takes a week to learn this. Right. We're not talking about some programming is dead. There will be no programmers shortly. I just don't need them. I can make a website, make an app, make a video. I can do all that already. And this is just GPT-4. Five will be out before Christmas. You think so? Oh, no, sir. So it's on track. All right. And there will be as big a shift as we've had in AI now in history we'll have the same shift again before Christmas. Mm, that's amazing. It is just a complete reset for everything. Yeah, and there's no standing backwards from this conversation. AI, it's not even the future. It's literally right here. It's on our doorsteps. It's No, it's not. It's sitting next to us on the couch. I think we have to accept it's going to make mistakes. Yes. It is absolutely going to make mistakes, but let's look at what it's done currently. So in medical terms, we can now have patient-centered, tailored medical services. So it will diagnose much more accurately than any doctor just through questioning. What's wrong with you? Look at DOCUS. So it's DOCUS. DOCUS will do your diagnosis. Protein folding was nuts. This is, there are something like 1,200 to 1,800 proteins in the human body. Each one controls on and off a disease. We didn't even know what they looked like. We knew they existed. So it gave scientists for the last 20, 30 years, of these 1,200, they'd mapped two of them. It took GPT, or actually it took Google and Google's DeepMind one week to map the rest of them. Yeah. The first implication of that is they pull it to good use on a protein that's a single use. So it, it triggers liver cancer. Right now, it's in trials, literally right now. And every indication is we've cured liver cancer. That's amazing. We have longevity studies going on right now where new proteins are being discovered with implementations. And in our lifetime, literally, I'm 50 years old, but in my lifetime, people will be living to 150. Mm. It's advancing aging, or not advancing, it's reducing aging or more high active aging. In the medical realm right now, you can download an AI app called Pearly. Pearly will take a photo of your teeth and immediately tell you any issues with your teeth, your gum conditions, and it, it, it will literally do your dentist work. And so medical is monstrous. But then let's look what it's doing in education. It is 
customizable education, the knowledge of the world that you can interact with. So now it's identifying any neurological or neurodivergent conditions. So if they've got any Asperger's out of anything, anything at all, then what it does is it adapts its teaching to the person that's learning. It's overcoming any challenges any child has. Now, what that's going to do is just empower the kids to be more creative. Mm. So from education, we move into marketing. Marketing, it writes a marketing content like nothing in history. It's just ridiculous. And then from there, video, like I say, Steven Spielberg is here. And then you start looking, well, hang on, how's it going to improve business? Well, hospital bed waiting times. It's already been shown that it can allocate beds in something like 10,000% more crazy efficiency. So it can predict outcomes in the hospital. It can predict a ton of other things. The, it's just jaw-droppingly good. And it's here. Negative. Don't stand back. Lean in. Lean in with everything your organization has, but accept it will not work with everything. 20% of what you try to do, it, it won't be much better than what you're doing. Yeah. Other 80%, it will be 100 times better at, 200 times better. But we're at the start line. We don't really know everything it can do. The Sam Altman was asked, look, if we turn it off today, what can we be sure of? And he said, if we turn off GPT-4 today, it will be two and a half years until we fully understand everything it's capable of. Wow. Whew. That is just amazing. And I feel like we already knew this is touching our lives and our business lives, but actually hearing it laid out like this, you're right. We don't have a choice but to lean into this and make mistakes and learn from it because it will benefit us in every way. We have people in MIT working with Thomas Hopkins Uni on paraplegic, quadriplegic. Now, I'm not talking about recent disabled accidents. I'm talking about a guy who's been from the neck down completely immobile. What they did is they put a patch where the break in his spine was, they put a patch from the top of his neck to over the break, and they told the AI to map his central nervous system, and it jumped over the break, and now he's standing up for the first time in 15 years, and he's having a beer at the bar with his mates for the first time. It's insane. And it's just like what a monumental step forward it is it's amazing my gosh wow i mean we could talk all day about all these amazing apps and i'm sure we would but i think for those listeners today if we look at what ai is and how we can access it it's just about doing the research it's about you know getting in contact with julian and looking at all of the little updates that you've got coming out because I feel like that is that really nice, easy way to share insights with people so they can go away and play with one particular idea rather than trying to do five at once. 
I would say don't be shy in emailing me. My email butler will answer everything. <laughs> but also on the groups section of answers. So if you go to answers for association, there, there's on the left hand side, there's groups. If you click groups, I just created a, and this is because of you and Belinda, of course. <laughs> I created a thing that says AI discoveries and updates. And in that group, if I find something cool, I pull it in there. If I find something that's like, whoa, like yesterday, I found Blandy AI. It literally will book the restaurant, will phone the restaurant and book your seating at your table and do all the things. And the restaurant owner has no idea it's talking to a bit of something. <laughs> it's all these sorts of things I just put into there. In fact, I actually asked the question, what would you like to know the answer to? Because Angela's going to be interviewing me. <laughs> and Lachlan from KBI Insurance said, what information do you share with it and what don't you? And there was only two questions. So clearly AI geeks are the most engaging. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, the first one, the information you share is any information that you would share across the web. Don't be afraid. It's not learning from that. Inf it's already taught. So you're not educating the AI by putting anything into it. The only privacy concerns become, hang on, it's leaving Australia, it's going through American service. Mm. Much like Google, much like YouTube, much like Facebook and all the others. So don't worry too much. If you're concerned about really sensitive information, just go on to Chatling, create your own AI assistant, and put your information in there. That way, the information never leaves your server. The only bits that leave is the call to ChatGPT. It doesn't take any content. So you retain all the info. And the last one was Ben asking if he wants to compare multiple documents. And at the moment, the limit's 250 meg. So you can put multiple documents into coding and cross. But if you want to put a really big, PDF in, and then you're going over size limit. That's already being addressed. So I asked the question on the OpenAI chat with OpenAI, real people, the people that work there, and they said it's already being addressed and we should be at two gig in the next thing. So we'll be able to put up to two gig of files in, cross-reference them, analyze them, and have it report back. Wow, this is ChatGPT5 we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. wow. All right. Well, I am just going to sit here and just wait the next big thing and just, you know, have fun exploring it. Thank you so much for today, Jules. This has been really interesting. And for our listeners, jump in and join the Answers community. Join Julian's AI group because you will be sure to be excited and thrilled with your daily AI update. I know you put some in there that are just for fun. I've seen them and I go, really? I couldn't use that in business, but gosh, that'd be fun to use somewhere else. There's so many. I put one up that scared the bejesus out of me yes, the other day where AI can use the radio waves of your wife wireless router to identify where humans are in the building. Oh, this is very disturbing. Let's not it's dare the name disturbing. of that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. You're amazing as always, Jules. Thanks so much. No worries. Take care. <laughs>
If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe. And if you'd like to join the conversation, reach out to us at associationhubpodcast.com. You can also find out more at answers.net.au and memberboat.com.au. Until next time, stay curious.